you, yeah, you, you who's listening to this podcast right now. Do you lie in bed at night reading fan fictions till the sun comes up? Or do you ever binge a show on Netflix and afterwards you just can't stop thinking about the characters? Or maybe you wish you could draw so you can make fan art of your favorite characters and make cool art friends? We've got a podcast for you. It's Phantom on the Phone! Hey guys, welcome to a special episode of Fandom on the Phone, which we are calling Reviews on the Phone, a special segment that we created where we're going to be reviewing movies that have just come out or just, you know, recent movies, recent flicks that you guys might might enjoy at a later time. Yeah, and on this episode, we're going to be reviewing the latest movie that just came out, which is Wonder Woman 1984. It's just, we, both me and Trish, we've just recently watched the movie, so we are still up on the hype. Very much. But uh, we'll, for those of you guys who haven't watched the movie, we would be talking about like the basic plot of the movie. And also this review would be spoiler free. So don't worry for you guys who still haven't watched uh, the movie. You can still tune in on this episode and you can, I guess, decide whether you want to watch the movie or not after listening to our opinions. Yes. Yeah. And with that, let's dive in. Okay. Okay. Um, so Wonder Woman 1984 is about, so it's set a few years after the first Wonder Woman movie, which in, which is in exactly the eighties, you know, and eighties are, uh, the eighties are pretty funky timeline. It's, it's, it was, it was, it was definitely a very fun and colorful decade. I'd say, I mean, it's one of my favorite decades in the whole human history i would say so this is a really fun setting for me you know, yeah the movie. yeah because you're an 80s nerd so yeah. i'm guessing probably after watching this movie it would be so fun for you but for diana she so in the beginning of the movie she is shown to be sort of grieving over the loss of her lover trevor yeah. Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor? Yes, yeah, Steve. Yeah. For those of you who haven't seen the first Wonder Woman movie, um, he dies in... He sacrifices himself in a very big way. Mm-hmm. And so she... Yeah, she was very sad about it. She, she was pretty um, broken, about it, broken mm-hmm. up about it. You know? Yeah, and that is like the beginning of the movie, I guess, but... Well, yeah, that is sort of the starting point of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and in this movie, we would be meeting new characters, such as uh, the character called Barbara. Who yeah, Barbara Minerva. Was yeah, Barbara Minerva. We just call her Barbara in this movie. And there's also Maxwell Lord, who would be, who would be called Max Lord in this movie. Yeah, so those are the two new characters that is introduced yeah. in Wonder Woman 1984. I think the actors in this movie, they performed really, really well. Like, I see, I kind of see no flaw in the acting. 
in this movie because they did their jobs pretty well. You know, uh, Gal Gadot did her job pretty well as Diana because honestly, who wouldn't be captivated by Diana? Because it, she she's really really good in that movie, honestly. And also, uh, Kristen. Yeah, Kristen. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christ, uh, Kristen was also really good as Barbara because the way she sells her character. Because Barbara got a pretty massive character change in the movie, and the shift between her character in the beginning of the movie and her character at the end of the movie was very apparent, and it really yeah. sells the plot of the movie. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, we forgot to uh, mention uh, one last dude, Steve Trevor. If you've seen through the t- trailers, you know that he he died, but then he got revived. Yeah. For some reason that we won't tell because spoilers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's played by... by Chris Pine. Yeah. Uh, Chris so- Pine. So yeah, he rev- he reprises his role, and um, because you already know that he's coming back, that yeah, he's coming just... back in this movie, um, he it's it's really what you think it's gonna be. It's really just like uh, this man who came from. I honestly forgot what decade the old Wonder Woman movie was based in, but it was a very long time ago. Yeah, it was around World War Two was it or World War One? I? I think World it's one. I think. I think it's one. I think it's one. Yeah, and, I don't know. You got you guys can uh you guys can uh, tell us on this in maybe the comments or maybe DM us like it's not World War One, it's World War Two, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, it's basically and, Steve coming to life in in yeah in nineteen in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. You know, and it's really what you think it's gonna be. Um, it's this uh pilot dude who died back in the back in the war and coming back to a whole new fresh decade with so many technological advances like you know like warmers and color tv it's really what you think it's gonna be like he's just amazed at everything that's happening and like all the new changes in this world which, yeah which is yeah it's a pretty amazing time it's yeah very- yeah and and chris did his character justice i guess because like he he played the the wondrous element that Steve has because, you know, Steve was a dude from, I guess, pre-tech, pre-tech, you know? And then he got crash landed on the 80s and he's just full of wonder and I guess like uh, sort of joy and kind of like this child, childish glee because you get to see how technologically advanced that era is compared to the era that he came from and we can really feel his excitement kind of popping off the tv yes i watched it from a tv folks but (laughs) but but yeah it's kind of don't you feel don't you feel also excited with him because because we even though we are from a more modern era of 2020 we we don't really know we don't really know how the eighties were, you know. Yeah, definitely, because definitely. because we both didn't live in the eighties. So when Diana showed us around, showed Steve around, 
I sort of shared the same excitement as Steve, seeing all the stuff, seeing all how the era was, you know, for us and is for him. Yeah. But yeah, it's and really nice. I would say that it's a, 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 a reverse, sort of like a, a mirroring thing with the first Wonder Woman because in the first one, we kind of see Steve going um, like... Giving Diana sort of like an introduction. Oh, yeah. His, yeah. Um, yeah. Sort of quote, modern world because she came from like a civilization uh-uh. with, uh, yeah. in the Amazons, right? She was a very, she didn't really know the outside world. And then he kind of introduced that to her, this mm-hmm. new this new modern decade mm-hmm. of that time. And mm-hmm. now we kind of see like a reverse of that, which is interesting. Yeah, I didn't cut on to that. Yeah, that is that is that is cool. That is cool. Honestly. Very much so. Anyway, we've we've talked about the characters. We've what not- about we're not gonna we're not gonna be revealing much of the plot, but I think we can safely sort of comb through it, sort of see sort of talk about maybe just the good things about the movie and the and the plot and the setting probably. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not going to mention specifics yes. about the ending. And even though we're going to talk about the good things in the movie. We're also going to talk about the bad things. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're going to try to be objective in this movie. Even though uh, from our point of view, I think we both enjoyed it pretty pretty much. We enjoyed it much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So- uh, I think for... Um, in, in terms of sort of like the cinematography, it's a very pretty picture because um, at the beginning of it, you kind of see a lot of old style sort of opening. This is not a spoiler though, because like the opening opening credits is sort of very 80s-like and w- throughout the movie, you kind of see a sort of um, reminiscent sort of like, a, not a vibe, more like, you you kind of see a lot of imagery and a lot of Easter eggs that kind of pay tribute to the old Wonder Woman, kind of, you know, the classic Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman was, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, because Carl here is way more versed in DC than me, <laughs> but I think uh, Wonder Woman was very prominent in the 80s, like, especially with her, mm-hmm. uh, with her sort of like the old kind of classic uh, Wonder Woman, you know, imagery with the comics or with like, the lasso mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. her heroics. So, yeah. is it a, is it trying to bring that back, that kind of imagery? Well, if I'm going to talk about that, it's going to be a very long episode. But what I do, what I can tell is, I guess the movie is trying to sort of bring back some. The movie referenced the '80s a lot, especially from the. The first one woman on live TV, which is Linda Carter. Mm. They got this movie, they really got a lot of Linda Carter references, especially uh-huh. in the outfits that Gal Gadot wore, because mm. some of those outfits are actually sort of ad- adaptations, or like, I guess it references the outfits that she wore, that uh, Linda wore back in the Wonder Woman series that she did. You know, but it's just like more, I guess it's more touched up for Gal. When I saw those outfits, she looks amazing. And yeah, when 
I guess you guys can look up on Google uh, like images of Linda and Gal side by side with their outfits, and it's really a nice detail to see, honestly. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other things regarding the '80s, I guess that's probably one of the things that I caught. Uh, regarding them referencing to Linda Carter, but the movie doesn't only reference to that, but yeah. they, they reference to a whole lot of stuff. Like the beginning of the movie, sort of the way they put, like they show how Diana isn't exactly human because mm-hmm. in this is not really a spoiler, but in the beginning shots, there were there were photo frames, right? And in the photos, it was shown, like, uh, the war photos with Diana, Steve, and their friends. And there's also Diana with her lady friend that I don't, that I forgot her name, but she was one of the ladies in the first Wonder Woman movie and she aged while Diana didn't and they captured that on photo and oh. and the, and that reference that reference it's it's just uh it's endearing to me honestly yeah, yeah. um another aspect to kind of look into probably because this is a Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. and we've seen plenty of I guess female superhero movies throughout this decade or before right with captain marvel and um so many others but i guess we mm-hmm. can try to weigh in whether or not this was a, a emancipation movie or whether this is like a girl power movie what do you think or this is just like I, you know i think you know like this movie i guess it shows that like women are powerful but that is not the theme of this movie you know mm-hmm. the this movie isn't about like Uh, promoting girl power or whatever because that's more of I guess uh, the first movie that that's more of the theme of the first movie but this movie talks all about the theme of your wishes have consequences so the saying be careful what you wish for is very prevalent in this movie and that is for me what is you know that's the theme that is more prevalent in this movie. So, you know. Yeah. And I think um, also, uh, aside from that, yeah, this movie definitely has a lot of, uh, you know, lessons, a a lot of more um, life lessons that they touch upon, I guess, that that are reflective of today as well. That's all I'm going to say based on that. But, um, (laughs) right. And, um, but some of the, some of the uh, key sort of, um, points that this movie made was also regarding sort of like I wouldn't say competitiveness but more like how sometimes women tend to compare each other oh yeah and, but not in like a negative way yeah. I think because I've seen a lot of other movies that take it way too far because mm-hmm. usually women tend to be pitted against each other mm-hmm. in in these kinds of settings right in, in, mm-hmm. in movies they tend to be pitted against each other and oh boy we're so tired of seeing that yeah. but um in this movie i think they handled it um a bit uh, well, they handled it i think fairly better because yeah. in those kinds of movies both uh both women are pitted against each other they fight and all that stuff but the reason but in this movie it's not about 
Barbara versus Diana in terms of like power dynamics and superiority issues. But it's more if you're talking about uh, like women comparing themselves to women, this is more the movie only talks about sort of from Barbara's issues. So it's more like it's just her issues and Diana doesn't get sucked into that issue and yeah. start into a big fight. No, you know, mm-hmm. so it's more of like a Barbara thing because she, so she got uh, inferior and she feels inferior to Diana because Diana is pretty, uh, she's smart and she's uh, social, I guess, you know? I mean, let's face it. If we were friends with Wonder Woman, who wouldn't feel yeah. inferior? <laughs> wouldn't but but since diana is so gorgeous and all the things that she felt that she wasn't barbara got that yeah barbara wished to be like her and that is kind of the issue that's the issue with her you know and and kind of diana doesn't get sucked into it she doesn't play into the whole oh, I'm better than you, or, oh, I would, like, I would play, I would mock you, no, because it's, yeah, Diana doesn't get real, doesn't really get sucked into it as much, you know. Mm -hmm. And she does have, like, even though from Barbara's point of view, she's got this beautiful life, she's got everything, you know, that she could want, but uh, on Diana's end, like, it's sad, you know, like, she's still grieving and she's not fully moved on yet from yeah. you know her past mm-hmm. and that's definitely something that Barbara doesn't know about or doesn't understand as well and um so yeah that kind of that's one aspect of the movie that's uh pretty interesting and another one I'd like to point out is also it um it kind of spotlights the issue of catcalling oh yeah in a way that's very um you know, like it's it's definitely pro- uh, as prevalent as it was mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's. I mean, catcalling has existed throughout centuries, but oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the way kind of yeah, it's yeah, catcalling was yeah in it. W- it kind of influenced how the like Barbara got catcalled twice in the movie, but. The way she handled both of them were very different. Yeah, we're not gonna tell you because we're not. Mm-hmm. That's a spoiler. But and, but uh-huh. uh, she handled those two differently because of her character shift. You know, so we can't really say much about that. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of deals with. It shows how we can how women would deal with catcall and ultimately the result of how we choose to deal with them that kind of stuff yeah 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 so you know like the like the theme of your actions have consequences your wishes have consequences is ultimately the running theme in this movie mm-hmm, definitely definitely yeah and um also sort of um i guess something that what that really crossed my mind when i watched this movie was i thought it would be this glamorous this amazing sort of like this whole 80s get up thing because usually sometimes the 80s is a bit played up in a lot of movies Mm -hmm. Uh, but in this sense it's not all that prominent like yes the decade is very prominent but it's not like 
it's just the setting of the movie. Like it could have been set anywhere else, and it could have been just as uh, impactful. But because, but they actually chose the eighties for a reason, and there are a lot of reasons why. And we kind of see that unfold mm-hmm. through the plot, right? And yeah. it becomes sort of like a a way um, a much weightier movie than what I expected to watch. Um, I mean, I. Uh, and I'm sorry to disappoint, but there aren't as many 80s bangers, 80s hits as I would have yeah. liked, would have liked to hear. There yeah. weren't there weren't much of those, sadly. Yeah. But the soundtrack's pretty rock and awesome by Hans Zimmerman, I think. Yeah, he's a Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmerman, Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Hans the, Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah, the ma- the master himself. Like, um, his soundtracks are already pretty freaking good. So, um, yeah. You would be disappointed, but I was just kind of sad that there weren't a lot of as many eighty songs. I mean, there were, but not as many. Not as many, but yeah. but yeah, in this movie, one disappointing issue with it is kind of the way they didn't really play into. They didn't really use the eighties settings a lot. You know, they. They didn't really use it, but they did show it quite glamorously at the start of the film. But they don't really use it as much. After after a very beautiful opening shot with uh, Diana showing uh, Steve about the wonders of the 80s, uh, after that, it's not really used because it's more like an aesthetic at the beginning of the movie. Which is a shame because the marketing sort of kind of yeah. that we would get we would get banger eighties we would get we would get like eighties uh, references and we did we did get uh, a lot of shot with the eighties and it's it's a very pretty shot but it's only at the beginning and throughout the rest of the movie it's just yeah. ground which is kind of disappointing because. The star of the movie, 80s, yes. But the other the other parts of the movie, it feels like it could be shot just at any moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's an that's another uh, I guess negative factor to it. But uh what do you think, Raul? Are there any more that you mm-hmm. kind of felt with the movie? Well since I am since I am a sort of I since I like DC, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off a little bit, yeah. but, but uh, for uh, in Wonder Woman for a DC movie, I think it did pretty well because it's sort of it's fo- it's also following the trend that DC is trying to not set, but like the trend that DC movies are following right now because mm-hmm. back then DC movies are dark and not just by the plot but by the lightning you literally cannot see anything in DC movies you can just watch Batman versus Superman or like Superman Man of Steel and you would not see anything you would not see anything everything is pitch black you cannot see anything but with newer movies like Shazam Birds of Prey and now Wonder Woman we got a much more lighter sort of lightning you know we the the colors also pop out more it's more cheerful yet when the Mm -hmm. situation gets dire or it's getting more dark they darken it 
up, but it's not as dark as previous DC movies. So, you know, I was quite happy with that. And yeah. um, it's definitely a plus for me. But there are also... The, oh, yeah, the, I forgot to mention, too. There are also, like, uh, I mentioned references, but I haven't mentioned adaptations to the lore. Yeah. To the Wonder Woman lore, Cheetah lore, and Maxwell Lord. While I do know about Wonder Woman, I haven't really read up on Cheetah nor uh, Maxwell Lord. And, like, uh, with Cheetah, definitely they adapted her way more, way more differently, I guess. So, with Cheetah's thing, if I'm not mistaken, she got her powers because she was cursed but in Barbara's case it was uh, the complete opposite she sort of wished for it and with Maxwell Lord oh god I don't really know anything about him too but except that in the comics he mind controls people but in this movie he does something different you know yeah yeah, he he's he's not mind controlling people. What? Well, I I guess he is, but the the premise is totally different in this movie, and it while it's different from the source material, it still sort of pays a homage to the original material, and it's pretty subtle. It's not as big of a change as. Uh, what they did to Cassandra Kane in Birth of Prey, which I know the change to Cassandra's character upset a lot of DC fans, but I think people can be pretty happy with how Cheetah and Max was adapted for Wonder Woman. And yeah, that's for me, those two, they are adapted pretty well. Pretty well, mm-hmm. yes, you know. So yeah, from from what I'm gathering is that they didn't stick solely on the source material like they didn't like fully um mm -hmm. Uh, i mean like what dc movie does stick to the to the source material honestly (laughs) like like, uh, as far as i've watched uh from the dceu uh, no none of the movies have actually stuck 100 percent to the original material and definitely Wonder Woman is not an exception. But for Wonder Woman, they did a, a pretty nice adaptation. So I'm not upset. I'm not upset. It's good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that that I think your comparison with the DC, uh, with the comics and with the movie kind of finishes off on a pretty wholesome, pretty, pretty final tale. Yeah. And um, yeah, overall, I'd give this movie a eight. Eight? Okay. I would give this movie a 7.5, actually. Ah, okay. Yeah, there were a bit. I mentioned of some things that I liked about this movie, but there are also some technical issues that I think could be improved on in this movie, you know? Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of like, uh, there are some questions that I got throughout the movie, but then they cleared it up pretty quickly afterwards. Uh, 
Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One more thing that I kind of uh something something about this movie um because I'm I I'm very particular about scripts and dialogue. Yeah. Usually when I'm watching a movie or when I'm reading something and uh at the beginning of the movie and also in several parts I felt like the dialogue was a bit poorly written. Very good job of mm-hmm. um portraying the characters and such, but I think um like for example there's this one scene where Diana's talking to Barbara over over like lunch or something and yeah. it just feels so um, it feels a bit too robotic. it feels too generic i think the words yeah, yeah. like yeah. the words to each other are too generic but gal gadot did a really wonderful delivery so uh, i almost didn't notice it not really i kind of noticed the words but because of gal's delivery i sort of i just enjoy it you know yeah and also a lot of max Max Lord's lines also felt very uh stereotypically cartoon villainy but you know Pedro Pascal did a wonderful job acting so overall yeah. I would say that the oh. actors make up for the bad dialogue there we go yeah there yeah there you go so you know if you want to watch the movie the really the actors performance are what we both recommend you to fixate on because Really, those are some good performances and we both loved it. But speaking of not good dialogue, I also kind of want to talk about something else that I think could be improved on, which is the movements, you know, like uh when Diana came in swooping and saving the day. It feels too clean, too smooth. Like I get it, it's a superhero movie. It's supposed to be idealistic. But for me it's a bit too ideal and I can pinpoint that oh she's not flying but she's on uh wires she's wearing wires you know like mm. the the movements are too smooth too slick and I feel like it's just it's too smooth you know it could be yeah. it could be improved with like a few I don't know I'm not a choreographer at all but if it could be a little less smooth and slick and very swoosh how do you say it <laughs> because, because because like uh it's their movements are very slick just yeah. slick very very like it's it doesn't feel real and there are like shots of uh people getting punched or people getting kicked and then they uh they got jolted up jolted up they got yeah yeah they they went up they went down and <laughs> it feels very cartoonish that's the word i was searching for cartoonish it feels yes, yes. it feels like it's uh the kind of movement that they're uh yeah the way they're moving it seems like they're suited more to be in a cartoon or an animated movie rather than um a live action yeah a live action what it is yeah because yeah. because it's it's too perfect that's the word uh like the way diana kind of swings from uh the ceiling to uh to the ground floor if you've seen that scene in the mall it's not a spoiler too the mall is in the trailer um she looks very like elegant i know wonder woman is elegant but it's too elegant 
you have to be on wires when you see when you see that sequence you have to be on wires i am so sorry for ranting about movement for a really long time but yeah it was kind of it was kind of like a pet peeve of mine and i didn't mind it because uh like the the middle parts of the movie it wasn't uh diana as one woman but diana as diana prince so there isn't nearly much uh wonder woman action in the middle of the movie so i didn't really mind the movements but at the beginning uh, there's a lot of wonder woman action and it really kind of ticked me off yeah yeah i definitely agree uh i mean in the very very beginning before the mall scene there was this um sort of like this scene with the Amazons yeah. where we kind of explored Diana's past. It was just um, pretty interesting, but there were, I guess, some, I don't know, it just really, sh- again, this is also one of those um, scenes that show that Diana really isn't human. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in this scene, it just felt very, I don't know how to put it in the words. But... A bit unnatural, don't you think? For Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I don't know. It just felt see. It just it just felt so unnecessarily long. Yeah, that's a cool insight towards how the Amazons work, but it's a bit too much because uh, there it doesn't really serve to further the plot. It's like a pretty yeah, beginning, yeah. but the if the beginning went on for a bit too long, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think that's all we have to say about Wonder Woman, don't you think? Yeah. Uh so yeah, from us, the movie was pretty good. And if you want to watch it with your fam, with your friends, go ahead, please. It's yeah. a, it's an enjoyable movie regardless of the bad things that we say. Uh it doesn't make the movie bad. But it's still enjoyable to watch, and it's really a suitable movie if you want to watch it with a lot of your friends. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, tell us what you think of it. DM us or email us at fandom on the phone on Instagram or on our email, and we'll be sure to get in touch with you. And we'd love to to hear your thoughts on this movie. Yeah, just also you guys can tell us in the comments or shoot us a DM. And you can tell us what movie we could review next time on our next episode. Hopefully, if we could make a next episode, we will hopefully. For this segment, yes. For this segment, Uh yes. Well, this is us signing off. And remember, it's fiction.